Welcome to the Singled Out for Purpose podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kristen. And we're here to encourage you. Welcome back, guys. We are so happy that you joined us. I just started a book recommended, of course, by Kristen and quite a few others. Maybe you've heard of it. It is God Has a Waiting Room by Kim Haney. It is such a good book. And I was telling Kristen earlier that I'm just trying to figure out if I'm in a waiting room and what, which one I'm in. I feel like I'm in a few. <laughs> There's like a really long extended one that I don't even remember, you know, the location of it at this point. But um, I'm telling you, I have like, I pay rent to that waiting room. <laughs> but there are a few other waiting rooms that I actually just thought about being in one. There was one that I um I do feel like it's something that the Lord put in my heart. And then I was like, maybe this is me. You know, you know how you get that. Uh I don't yes. know. If, okay. I, I think saying, we all question that. I was gonna say I hope I'm not the only one. But um then my aunt came in and she kinda confirmed it. She was like, you're on this journey and you need to share it with others. I was like, you have no idea. Because we were sitting at a table and I just ordered something to help with sharing that journey. And I told her, I was like, can you pass me that box? And I opened it. I was like, I literally just ordered this like, you know, five days ago or whatever from Amazon because I thought about doing just what you said. And I almost started crying when this happened. And and now that we had the conversation about, like, a waiting room, I realized I think that's the waiting room I'm in because I feel like I'm sitting in the waiting Like, I feel like God has told me you're going to have to wait. But isn't it nice when you get confirmation yeah. that it isn't just me thinking this. Right. That there is potential here. Yeah. And just knowing that there is potential there. Right. That's kind of like, you know, make an appointment, go into the doctor, but yet you still have to wait on the doctor. And you may be waiting for quite a while. Child. I feel like I'm in the ER waiting room. <laughs> like there was no appointment. I don't know who I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm just there forever. <laughs> we're just there and we're waiting. We don't know what's about to happen. We just wait. It's so funny that the, uh, you know, the ER is supposed to be, you know, obviously it's the emergency department, but they seem to take forever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you're very seriously injured, they'll get you in there, but. They do. Yeah, that's the reason why they have like all these different things you see people sharing where you should go if you have this type of injury, fast pace. If you have this type of injury, ER. I'm in the ER waiting room over here. Um, you know, sometimes God does put you in a waiting room. He'll give you a dream, give you an idea, confirm it. And he will put you in a waiting room. And, you know, you don't really know what all that dream is going to unfold to be. And you can sometimes find yourself kind of lost looking for the purpose of the waiting room. Right. Or what yes. to do while you're in there because sometimes you're in there a while. 
Yeah, so you can think, well, is this ever going to change? Girl. Am I ever going to get past this? <laughs> and my, is my name going to be called? <laughs> and sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just there. But you have to find purpose in being there. Like, yes, I'm here. No, life has not quite gone the way that I planned it. But what can I do right now to be useful in the kingdom of God, to be useful in everyday life? Like, that, I got to find a purpose for why I'm here. What can I do to, to make this better, to make me better as a person? Yeah, that's good. Like, what can I do? Sometimes... What God will put in you is far bigger than what you can do in the moment. Yes. Like, you may not can do it physically, financially, or whatever at the moment, but... And I feel like that's where I am. I feel like that I there are things that I would love to do, but I feel like the stage of life I'm in currently, that I don't really have the means financially, are necessarily the time... Yeah. To do those things. It's just not, you know, possible. Yeah. So here I am. But I was like, there has to be something. There has to be something. And Megan was like, yes, there's little things you can do here and there. May not be what you're picturing, but you can still do something. Yeah. Like we were talking before of trying to find something to do during the wait. You know, you may not have the the funds to go help someone in a large grand way but maybe you can write them a letter or just send them a text just say hey I'm thinking of you I love you um because I don't know about anyone else but I keep all the cards I get I do. <laughs> I have any letter I've been given or a card I've been given like throughout my lifetime. Me too, girl. Like because they I'm sentimental though. Yeah, I am too. Not about a lot of things, but I am about the cards and letters and things like that. I'm super sentimental. I feel like people's words, like you know, if they've taken time to to tell me how they feel, that and, is more valuable to me. Then you've given me an expensive gift. I promise. There's this little lady that I work with. And she is a jewel. We all call her Ma Janice. And every holiday, birthday or whatever. She always gives gifts. But she also gives a card. And she writes in it. And I may not can tell you every gift I've received from her. But I have every card I've ever received from her. And she'll write things in it like, "You're, I, I love you so much. You're my adopted daughter and stuff like that. And that just is so special to me because she, she is so special to me, you know. And I have, I have a letter from my mama when I was a young girl. She wrote to me and she was like, mama's so proud of you. You're such a big, good big sister to Madison, my younger sister. And, you know, those are special to me, too. My cousin, when he was in the Army, I have his letters. You know, they're just, they they just mean so much. And it wasn't anything that they did, but, you know, that was so big, but it, it impacted me. Oh, that's like my mama. 
she would write cards every year for my birthday and I still have all of those and she would write you know a special little note in there and she passed away in 2020 and recently I was going through those just looking and rereading some of the things that she had given me over the years and it's so special that even though they've gone on you still have their words there because I can read those and it's just like hearing her say that to me yeah. all over again and it's just like that's something you will have forever yeah like that people may give you gifts that you may lose or outgrow or you know in life things get shuffled around you may lose track of stuff but words are something that you always have even if you don't have it you know to hold in your hands you have it in your heart what they said about you the love that you felt from them that's yeah. something you carry with you always yeah and to me that's more valuable than things that money can buy right so you may not have the funds to do something for someone in a way you'd like to nail but you can still do meaningful things for them you know just being an extension of god's hand in that way because i mean sometimes you may be blessed and you can get someone a little happy and say hey i'm thinking of you and i love you and stuff like that but sometimes the simpler things just hold more value right i think it's important that when you're in the waiting room you don't become self-absorbed in your own situation girl that's so good because you can be in the waiting room and of course be focused on me and what i have going on and you know why as she said earlier why is my name not being called you know why is it not my time to shine (laughs) um but at the same time when you're in the waiting room if you will stop and look around you you're not alone there's other people there in the waiting room with you and they're there for a reason too they have situations or they have dreams or desires or promises in their life that they're they haven't seen come to pass yet either that's why they're in the waiting room with you so instead of being so self-absorbed why not look around you and see the others and be like what can i do to encourage them what can i do to help them on their journey yes and in turn it makes you a better person yeah and you know there's just so much joy that comes with doing for others like there's so much fulfillment i mean and you've said before you know it's better to give than to receive and that's biblical i was gonna say god's word is not mine (laughs) yeah yeah but and that's so true I, and don't get me wrong, everyone likes to get gifts, but man, I love to give them. Like, I love right. to There's no help. greater joy than mm-hmm. giving or doing for someone and seeing them be so appreciative and happy. And it just makes your day. It does. <laughs> and the thing is, it helps the weight of the waiting room go by a lot quicker when you realize, you know, okay, I'm I'm here. I'm having to wait. But while I'm waiting, I can still be used. I can make this time useful. Right. Hey, if you feel the urge to do so, stop by and see someone. They may be going through a time that just, you know, you stopping by and your presence, your fellowship just lifts their spirits. 
And while you're there, you can say, hey, is there anything I can do to help you? You know, I'm here. What can I do? Sometimes don't ask. Sometimes just jump in and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because some people uh, will stop you in your tracks <laughs> if they know you what you're doing. Tell them, don't steal my blessing. Let me help you. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. That is the quickest way to have them back down to, like, you can just go and steal my blessing. Because um, there was a time when my sister, she didn't have a job, and I was like, let's go eat. So I went out to eat, and I was going to pay for it. And she was like, no, I got it, which is not often. Nah. But <laughs> she, she, when she was younger, I did it all the time, so she expected it. But now that she's older, she's like, I got it. I was like, no, you're going you're gonna to steal my blessing. And just the other day, we went out to go eat what are you doing and I was like Madison do not take this money back she said you're gonna block my blessing and she you know they get you they get you good when they say that because I couldn't even argue I was like okay all right <laughs> thank you that's all you can say at that point <laughs> so that's a good little thing to use if you're really wanting to do for someone and they're just you know like no don't do it don't do it Tell them they're going to block your blessing, and they kind of back down a little bit. <laughs> yes. It usually works like a charm. Yeah, true, true. There's a few people out there that's really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess what we're trying to say is it's a blessing to be a blessing. Yeah. And just learn to reach out and help others. And even if it's in a small way that, you know, you may think, well, this isn't much. But to that person, it may be a lot. Right. Hey, bake them a treat. If you have the ingredients on hand at home, make them a pie. Bake them some brownies, some cookies, a cake, you know, whatever. And send it to them or take it to them, you know, say, hey, I was thinking about you and I just thought I would bring this over for you. Yeah. And you never know what a blessing it will be because um, my uncle, he and I were very, very close. And I would call him every now and then. And he was you know very dependent upon the lord because he was blind and he told me one time when i called he was like let me tell you what the lord did for me i was like okay what did he do for you uncle mikey he said well i told him that my yard needed to be mowed he said and um the very next day a young man came who had a, a business doing that and he mowed his yard for him and didn't charge him a penny. He just like, hey, Brother Mike, I just wanted to come, you know, and be a blessing. And it was so much so because he had prayed for it to be done. That increased his faith when God heard and answered his prayer. So you never know what prayer your answer for someone when you do those small things. Right. And act upon it when you feel the need. Or, you know, you feel it on your heart to do something for someone. So don't waste the waiting. <laughs> no, use it wisely. Yes. Take advantage of it. Get out of your shell. Look beyond yourself. Yes. And see how you can be a blessing. We hope that this encouraged you. And we hope that you guys have a wonderful week. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.